Hi, how are you? You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. There's nothing worse than a snuffly baby. You just know that there is trouble ahead. So much misery in one tiny body means unsettled sleeps and inconsistent feeding. Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko is a GP and she has some tips on how we can help a small congested baby feel better. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Well, thanks, Siobhan. Hi. Let's say we're talking about babies that are six months and under. Yes. Um, because many babies at that point... Some might have started solids, but a lot of their um, food and nutritional intake will be either through breast milk or formula. Yes. What would be the first thing you would do for a congested baby in that case? Yes. So the key is, firstly, you want to make sure that the noise is actually from congestion and is nasal congestion. So getting right back to the beginning, if your newborn baby or young baby has had noisy breathing at other times, not associated with a bit of a cold, then you should seek medical attention because noisy breathing that comes from not the nose and lower down and is there all the time does need to be looked into. But if we're just talking about a baby that here and there has got a bit of a snuffle associated with a cold, well, you want to make sure that they don't have a fever because obviously a fever 38 and above in the first three to four months of life does need medical attention, unfortunately. So making sure they're not otherwise unwell and that they're, you know, still got regular wet nappies, they don't have lots of you know, diarrhea or blood in the stool or extra mucus in the stool that, you know, the the nappy changes and and bowel motions are similar to usual. And that they're otherwise, even if they're a little bit off, they're otherwise still interactive as they usually would be. So just, you know, making sure and ensuring that there's nothing more serious going on. And so then you're realising, okay, well, they've got a bit of a cold. Um, Hygiene measures around the home, if there's other kids, hand washing, keep a little bit of distance. And then realising certainly in those first few weeks to, to months, babies are obligate nasal breathers. So it will interfere with sleep and feeding and be distressing to everybody. So once you've established that, then to keep them a little bit more comfortable, the good old normal saline or salty water drops in the nose, don't go the spray, they're a little bit too young, but just little drops in the nose before feeding times and also before sleep can do wonders. Sometimes you can get little suction as well, some a little bit more intensive than others. Sometimes they're very hard to coordinate and sometimes they're distressing both for parents and babies alike. So use your instinct and common sense with that. Of how far you want to go I with used it. To love those Did you just get in? The- <laughs> Weirdo, aren't I? Like I just, it was so satisfying. Yes, suck that it was out. It. That was causing and then the they problem. Could breathe, and you're yes. like, oh. But it is. You're right. With a, a small baby, some babies can be. Can I, I seem to remember my daughter would not keep her head still, but my yes. son was much more easy to work with on that yes, front. No, absolutely. You, can't, it, can you can't. So you just have to go with what feels okay mm. and not be, you know, rough about it as as we all would know. Um, and so then if a few little drops um, and then quite safe for a breastfeeding baby or a performing fed baby, so a couple of little drops in both nostrils and then go straight onto the breast or the bottle after that because that will loosen up that mucus and then when they're breathing through their nose, yes, it still might be noisy but you could hopefully hear it clear and then they'll be able to feed quite happily. So they'll be feeding obviously with their mouth and breathing through their nose. That usually does work. If that doesn't work after a, f- a couple of times, then then 
you know, you probably want to seek assistance as well because I, I, you know, I've really never come across where some normal saline drops wouldn't loosen enough to at least in that short term. It might not last for a long time, but it might get you through that feed. And that's the important thing. And doing the same thing before a sleep time, just so they can get comfortable enough and in their groove um, with their blanket, whatever it is, to then safely go to sleep. Talking about safe elevation of beds and these kind of things, so obviously SIDS and you have to be very, very careful and the recommendations obviously lying babies, particularly the young ones on their backs. However, when they're extremely snuffly, a little bit of head elevation can be helpful, but you have to be very cautious about how you go about it because you don't want the baby then rolling off to the you side. You don't give them a pillow, do you? You kind no. of you put the elevation under the mattress Correct. so it's not Correct. interfering. And you also don't want any gaps to come Absolutely. out. Absolutely. I'm sure SIDS would have something on their website. Yes, they do. Red Nose Australia, I should yes. say. We grew up with it being yes. called SIDS. Yes, it's you're right. Red Nose Sorry, Australia. you are correct. Thank you for oh, no. correcting the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know what we're talking yes. about. Yes. Um, but, yeah, maybe yes. look, at, look up those Absolutely, um, please. Websites That's a great. Well. Yes, definitely. Um, with the feeding, if I could go back to that for a minute, I yes. know that it was something that always worried me when mm. um, my son in particular had a lot of issues with his sinuses when he was a baby in the first year. I was um, always worried about it impacting his growth or his yes. nutrition if yes. he couldn't feed properly. Yes. Um, is that something to be worried about or is it something that particularly if they're eating solids that we we should assume will get better in a few days as opposed to it taking a long time and having a real impact on them? So in the short term, don't worry about it. Obviously, they need to and want to be feeding. They might have a little bit less for lots of reasons if they're feeling unwell, but it really should be a short-term thing. So if after they've had an infection, they've still got noisy breathing, that's when you want to sort of monitor it a little bit more. Is it only happening at night time? Is it only happening at certain positions? Is it coming from the nose? Is it coming from elsewhere? Are they extra sleepy during the day? It depends on their age group as well. But if you're getting noisy breathing at other times away from a cold or other infection, then you should go and seek, you know, your doctor's advice and talk about it further. Some children, you know, might have nasal polyps or they might have other issues going on that need attention. Doesn't mean they need to go and have intensive, you know, inter interventions or anything like that, but things sometimes that you need to monitor and be aware of. So in the short term, thinking about nutritional issues, no. But if it is a chronic and becomes a chronic issue, then yes, it can have ramifications, which is why you want to be aware of it. Pick it up early, get the medical team involved just to either monitor or intervene as necessary for sure. What are your thoughts on vaporizers? Oh, <laughs> we have done this a yes, long time. Ago. And vaporizers and humidifiers, and oh, and you'll get so many mixed bits and pieces on the internet. It's really, really hard. And then from different countries as well. And then the promotions of different products. And oh, it's yes, it's a minefield out Don't there. Don't believe the Facebook ads, people. Oh, yes. That's what I've learned from Elise, yes. my producer. Yes. She keeps saying to me, Chef, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, it's very wise. <laughs> advice there. <laughs> um, look, certainly cold, dry air can make these things worse. That's true. And so having a more warm, moist air can seem more soothing. However, it can be wrought with danger. So it depends on what device you have. If it's a hot a device that has hot water, then that's a no-no because of dangers of burning. 
And then often with these devices as well, they can sometimes make the mist and into particulate matter. So if there are germs in the air, they actually make the germs into particular particles. They're actually easier to get into the respiratory system. (laughs) And so then there's also the buildup of mould of different things. So... We, we tend not to recommend these things anymore. The evidence, depending on what you're looking at, so an example, croup, which is a really quite serious sort of infection with noisy wheezing and breathing and what have you, there is no evidence to say that it actually does help to have the humidifier or the vaporizer. But I know some people swear by them and I understand the cold dryer does make it worse. So I tend not to make the recommendation myself but if someone swears by having it, then as long as it's safe and hygienic and regularly cleaned, then yeah. <laughs> See how you I've had I've had it, especially with my son, like mm. I said, because he had so many problems. Yes. And I think my husband felt it worked and I wasn't so convinced. Yes. Um, but you're right. I mean, you, you do what works. And, mm. and what's, what about that old um, wives' tale about, you know, going in the bathroom with lots of steam. Yeah, look, that's probably a better way of doing it in all honesty. Um, I think it does work, but again, it's the safety measures, how you're going to go about it, what age group are we talking about, who's managing the water, how hot is it, all how of those things. How much water are you wasting? That's I right, the bill terrible. that comes. <laughs> However, <laughs> apart from that, yeah, that's probably a better way if you can work out a good mm. partnership with, with someone else of how to sort of manage that for a little bit. Yeah, that, that's a good idea could work yes now I did mention that we'd be talking about babies six months and under and yes. the recommendations for when to start solids can be between four and six Correct. months if a baby has started solids and they're a bit snuffly aren't there foods that you can choose I mean they're obviously not eating a lot no um, and I know that breast milk is probably the best thing for them yes. lots of improve. lovely you know antibodies going All on in there going into yeah them. <laughs> you'll probably be sick as well, so you may as well give them the, the good stuff. But yeah, yeah, you've got the immunity happening with your immunity, so it's all it's all being shared. Lovely. All being shared. <laughs> yes. Um, do you think that is, is it worth thinking about the foods you give them during that period, or should it, should you? I know. Um, should you lay off things like yogurt or? Mm. That kind of stuff. So in the past, we used to say yogurt and dairy would increase mucus production. I don't believe that that's what we think now. I do believe that if some, you know, a baby is on solids, then give them what you think they're going to tolerate and what they enjoy. They're probably going to have less, even less than usual. Um, I would be focusing more on hydration. So if a baby is a formula-fed baby, say, and then they have a little bit of food and they're a bit off their food, well, I'd be making sure that their cool boiled water intake is increased. And that might be in just really small regular sips, very, very regularly with lots of encouragement. So my key would be fluid. With a breastfed baby who's having some solids as well, then again, solid as they would tolerate when they're unwell. Don't force it. They might be off it for lots of different reasons. They're probably not tasting it as much either in addition to just not feeling like it. So the breast milk would be the key with the hydration. Um, and you can supplement that a little bit with cool boy water if you really want to. But if they've got in good amounts of breast milk, then that, that really is sufficient. Um, and you can monitor that by the wet nappies. So really over a 24-hour period, as long as a baby's having at least five wet nappies in that 24 hours, they're probably getting enough hydration. If 
despite your best efforts, that you're getting drier nappies than that, then that's when you also would seek medical attention about the hydration. So when in the short term now, not the chronic stuff, but in the short term, if children are off their food, I wouldn't worry so much, but it's the fluid intake, the hydration status that's the thing you do really need to focus on. How long do colds usually last? So, you know, just so that you've got in your head actually – this is going on a bit long. I think it's something more. Yes. So usually, I mean, a couple of days might be the worst of it and then it should gradually resolve over the next few days. So, you know, no more than a week, definitely not. Mm-hmm. And I would be thinking anywhere from two to five days depending. So if it's sort of more prolonged than that, then certainly, you know, and even if you felt you're managing, if it's more prolonged like that and it's even getting worse or it's certainly not getting better, again, you'd be thinking about, yeah, seeking some attention. All right. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for coming in. My heart goes out to any parent who has a baby with a cold right now. It's tough, isn't it? It is. Thanks. Even less sleep. Yes, even less. For all. Is that possible? (laughs) Alicia, thank you so much for coming Thanks in. for having me. That's GP Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko. You can find her online at dralicia.com.au. We'll put links to her website in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.